0: Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast, a presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer.
1: Bird on Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the designer, Lance Briggs in the building. Lance, how you feeling today, man? It's a Bears football Monday.
0: It is. I get I get great energy from you. You know what I mean? Like I'm
1: <clears throat> it's it's two
0: hours uh, uh, earlier here in Arizona, but your energy it just really it wakes me up.
1: <laughs> i hope so i mean listen i've i've been up for like four hours already i, I wake up i'm an early riser when it comes to it. i got a two-year-old daughter i don't have a choice <laughs> I, heard you. I, heard that. I heard that daddy duties daddy duties had to had to be on the daddy duties this morning but that doesn't stop us from Putting out good content. Unfortunately, we got to start this episode with a little bit on the downside, right? Tevin Jenkins, as reported by Brad Biggs, could miss considerable time. We're going to have to break that down. Uh, Tyson Bajit looks like he might be making a run at the QB, two, And uh, there's a lot of people not playing in preseason. What's going on with that? Do we like that approach? Also talking about Lance's camp days and preseason uh-huh. days. And finally, a little <coughs> realignment, Lance, you don't have all the rivals that you once had growing uh-huh. up and playing in college football, watching college football. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. All that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears Monday through Friday. So stay tuned in with us, man, to leave us a five-star review. Lance, let's jump into this, man, because
0: first, first quarter.
1: The injury news keeps piling up, even though the Bears have said most of the injuries that they have are not serious. We don't have to be majorly concerned about them. We finally get one that seems like it's going to linger into the season. Tevin Jenkins reported with an apparent leg injury by Brad Biggs late last night. And uh, it it seems like he could miss up to six weeks, potentially of course, with him being placed on IR (coughs) I, that's that's something that you're gonna miss a minimum of four weeks anyway. How does this affect what what the Bears are gonna try to do here this season to go out and win games when a guy that you thought you were gonna be able to count on in, coming into the season yeah. now isn't there? Well, uh, it's it's it's
0: gonna affect the future more so than the the current uh, season and roster. You know, this current season and roster is one that's that that inks him in as one of the starters of the needed starters. Or the core players on that line yeah so you know when he's healthy uh our line is strongest with him in the lineup you know, the 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 problem is that he hasn't been dependable on since he arrived here yeah. you know and that's a problem and i think that's something that's going to allow him uh um to go his own way after this year you know or find some way to trade him out or whatever it is unfortunately you know, but we, we need guys that we can depend on. And as, as much potential as, as Tevin Jenkins, um, uh, as much potential as he has, we never get to see it. You know, we never get to see it. We, we never get to experience it because he's always constantly hurt. Now, the thing about him being able to come in, uh, in four to six weeks, you know, we don't play for about three weeks from now. Right. Um, so, you know, that, you know, that, that timetable, you know, it, it actually works in the Bears' favor a bit. You know, we, he, we, we may get him back week three, you know, I think week four tops. But looking at probably week three, and if if the recovery happens faster, possible, squeeze him in. Week two, get a little bit. But that's the positive, I guess, to this this uh, this this strong injury.
1: Yeah, the part that sucks the most to me is, right, like you're missing out on an opportunity to have that continuity there. And we've talked about continuity a ton this offseason, right? I know it's a taboo word here in Chicago after, you know, Ryan Ryan Pace and, and Matt, Matt Nagy were here. And, of course, now with the Bulls throwing continuity out there, every opportunity we can get, run it back, boys. They're running it back. But, uh, but you know, it, it's... On that offensive line, that's everything, right? We haven't seen Nate Davis standing next to Darnell right? We haven't seen Tevin Jenkins, uh, um, you know, in the preseason games. Not in the preseason games, a little bit different. The part that I think is the most surprising about all of this is he was in the joint practices. He seemed like he was fine in the joint practices. He finished the joint practices. All of a sudden, this leg injury pops up. Maybe it was something that after, you know, was a little bit lingering, they end up finding out it was serious. But to me, right, I'm, I'm looking at this as, even when Tevin does come back, whether it's week three, week four, week five, <laughs> that continuity next to Dar, uh, next to Braxton Jones that you had built up, you've got five weeks where those guys aren't playing together, where those guys aren't aren't uh, uh, being cohesive together, and I think that that's a major concern for me as well. They were together all summer. True. You know, you got to you. you continuity
0: doesn't just leave because you're out you know for a week or two or a couple of weeks or whatever it is the continuity was built to the offseason and, and and into this training camp um, yes they're going to miss they're going to they're going to they're going to miss some snaps together but um, these guys have been doing this for a very long time you know uh, he understands what Cody Whitehair's go, what he's going to call yeah. Uh, Braxton, you know all of those guys along that line. They have a great idea of what they're. You know, he's in that guard position for a reason, and uh, and once he plugs in, like I said, he's when he's healthy, he helps. He's, he's a part monster. of the best five. He's a part of their best five. Yeah, and and uh, and at the end of the day, if they have any issues with with um, pass protection or pass pro or picking up games or blitzes and this and that, they can always They should always be able to run the ball. They should always be able to double team down on those D-tackles, work up to the second level. That comes first nature, and they love pushing. If you could double team on a, on a guy, uh, offensive line, they love to move forward, not backwards.
1: Is there no concern, though, that realistically we've only seen seven snaps of those two together in real game action? You've seen them in the joint practice. You've seen them, of course, in the summer going against their own guys. But in the real game action, right, we've only seen seven snaps of it in that first game, and then they basically pulled all of the offensive linemen except Darno Wright for a little bit longer out of there is there any concern on your part that you know yes they've got the summer work but they don't have that in-game action
0: no the my only concern honestly my only concern is Tevin coming in and getting hurt again that's my only concern yeah, i i just I want you. him i just want him to stack games of 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 you know nicks and bruises Things that that don't hold you hold you down for the following week of, uh, of of competition. Yeah, you know, oh man, we had to hold Tevin out for Wednesday. He'll be back Thursday. He'll be back Friday for you know those regular nicks and bruises that you get each week. You know, or it, nothing to report on Tevin Jenkins this week. You know, I just want them to stack stack weeks where we get to see what we have. Yeah. Even if we not, even if we don't get you next year, or they find a way, you know, to, to get some value out of you, whatever. Give us a glimpse of who we drafted and why we drafted you, and 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 show us that piece of, of how strong of an offensive line we can have
1: with you in it. I think that's the main thing, right? Like I, the best ability, of course, is going to be availability. That that's that's the age-old uh, uh line that, that we throw out there. And it's just true, right? Because I do think realistically to me, Tevin Jenkins is probably the most talented offensive lineman on this line. He came in left tackle. We moved him to right tackle. He played right guard. Now he's able to play left guard. He looked like he could do all of those things. Well, realistically, right. It's just tough because he's never able to stay on the field long enough for you to see that pan out. And so you, like you said earlier, right? Like, are we heading towards Tevin Jenkins, not being a part of the Bears' future. Yeah, well, it's
0: it's it's not something that that we we wrote. It's something that 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 he is writing for himself, yeah. and whether it's under his control or not under his control, um, the the proof is is been put out there, and and he's he's he has shown that he is not a player that is dependent. You can depend on every week to help us team win Um, and that, that's, you know, it's sad that you have to say that, but that's the sad truth. That's what it is. And, you know, the, the, that, that typically, that typically sparks the exit for that player. You know, if we can, it's a production based business and if you're not available to produce, we have to get somebody in there that we can trust that we can depend on to help produce for us for us uh, uh, for these bears.
1: From the mindset of the player, right? Everybody always says next man up, next play, let's go. But realistically, right, you know that's an important piece on your line. How do you prepare yourself to have to pick up the load that that guy now isn't there to carry?
0: Well, there's always rotations. You know, you're always working rotations. You're working the best five. Um, and then you're working uh, the next best five. I mean, who, who needs to slide in here? Who needs to slide in there? It's uh, uh, it's uh, it's always a work in progress with the offensive line until you find the right five, um, and then who that sixth man is, you know, off the bench. You got to have a sixth man that you can slide into these these uh, these positions that that help us not not lose a beat. And so, um, um, I'm sure the Bears have a plan already in place, you know, for this type of situation. I know that they have been behind closed doors and have said, look uh we love this guy Tevin but in case he gets hurt like he has every year let's have this in place you know let's start working this guy at this uh, at the guard position let's slide this guy over and let's just see how they work how they how it works out
1: now the question that has been of course all over social media all in the YouTube comments and different things like that is did Ryan Poles make the right move, not going offensive lineman in the draft? Again, when he knew that Tevin Jenkins was a guy who could be injury prone. Bears have talked, Bears talked about possibly moving up to get a center during the draft. Instead, they went Javon Dexter, Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Pickens, kind of in that two, three range. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we're going to be looking back on this season and saying? that's that's a spot he should have gone, maybe not defense there or are you just like hey listen he 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 hedged his bed he went out there he got the players that he believed in and we can't live with the mistakes if they are
0: I, I mean I, I wouldn't I don't see the point of looking back and being like oh man you know why did not we get an offensive lineman here or there you know we yeah. have offensive linemen that are here that are that are bears right now yeah. you know you work with what you have uh, you continue to build. You only have so many picks to pick so many quality players, and at the at the at the moment that you wanted to pick those quality players, there were probably better quality players or more quality players on the defensive side. You yeah. know, so it's just one of those deals. You know, like you, you you make a decision, you live with it. We make a decision, we live with it. You know, and and nobody could foresee Tevin Jenkins getting hurt. Well, uh, you know what I
1: mean. <laughs> relax Lance right but but you know what I I think I I think that's the reason for the question though right like it's like here's here's the one thing that shout out to Maya Angelou my big mama said she said it first though I can't argue with her uh when people show you who they are believe and to me I came into this season saying listen I love Tevin Jenkins. I love the talent that he has, but I am concerned that he's going to be able to stay healthy because he's never shown us that he can stay healthy. And so I can understand why people are looking at it and saying, as a GM, maybe you come in with that understanding. But I also see the flip side of it where if I've got as many holes as the Bears had last season coming into this season, Uh you had to have some positions where you said, I'll worry about that later you kind of had to gamble on it because of how many holes you had on the defense coming into the season. You didn't have a a perfect number two to to, uh, uh, Jalen Johnson right now. You didn't have defensive pressure coming up the middle, especially right in a 4-3 defense. The things that were most important were probably on the defensive side right now.
0: Uh, well, outside of the offensive line, I think offensive line was was, uh, was priority number one. Then defensive line, priority number right. two. Also, getting those skill those skill position uh, players, playmakers around that uh, that uh, um, weapons for Just, Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, it's there are so many there's so many uh, holes that need to be filled on this this uh, mm-hmm. Bears team that you know with with all these trades and, and extra picks coming up this year, next year, the following year, just, you know, it's important to see the big picture and not get caught up in so much in, in what's missing right now. Okay. We have a draft. We have two first round picks next year. You know, we've got additional, additional mid round picks, you know, and, and in the following year. So it's it's about building this team and putting the right pieces together. You know, don't, don't reach, for a position when next year, you won't need to reach to get that yeah. position. Okay, let's see what we have and see how far we can get with the mo- with the team we have right now. We can keep them in healthy. If we have a guy that's getting hurt all the time. You know, if we have a guy that's that's not holding up his end of the bargain, okay, we know exactly what positions that we can feel without having to reach the following year. All right, we, we knew going into this year that we were gonna get better we weren't going to be able to fill all the holes, yeah. you know? So that's what we have to live with. We have to live with the fact that we have to see the big picture here. Now, if our expectation is to finish third in the uh, NFC, NFC uh, North, and we're fighting for first place at the end of this year, you know, we've exceeded our expectation. If we're fighting for, if we get into the playoffs, we've exceeded our expectation now with, and that's with the holes that we still have. So, we go out and we continue, we continue to, to fill those holes and we're still exceeding all that expectation. That's what we're asking for. I think that's what we're really asking for. You know, rather than look back and say, oh man, we should have changed this guy, changed that guy. No, we did a hell of a job in the offseason. Did a hell yeah. of a job. We're not perfect. We couldn't perfectly fit or replace everybody, but we have to do it piece by piece. And I think they put pieces in there. I don't know if those pieces are going to uh to 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 go out and 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 play the way we want however we put the pieces th- well they put the pieces together you know that make the most amount of sense
1: yeah 100 and and i i love how you said that right because it's it's a situation where the bears expectation this season they said it in 1920 drive it's not the to be you know okay they they're talking about winning a division They're talking about winning the North. They're talking about going out and competing with the Lions, being better than the Vikings, being better than the Packers right now. And and so, you know, I think that this does change the, the protection scheme around Justin Fields. But like you said, you've still given Justin one of the best opportunities to be able to take a leap. DJ Moore still did. Like last season, right, Justin was able to make a lot of plays passing the football. Receivers just didn't bring it in. Right. Yes, he's running for his life, but he was still able to get the ball out. This year, you got guys that can bring it in. Chase Claypool. Hopefully, he's healthy and ready to go. Mm-hmm. But Chase Claypool. DJ Moore is your number one guy. Darnell Mooney underneath. Now you
0: see. Cole got Komet right is, right is a threat now in the uh, red zone. Come two on.
1: Tight ends and yeah. right in Mercedes Lewis, who I think right like now that may be the biggest ad that we saw Ryan Poles make because of how efficient Mercedes Lewis is as a blocker in this league as well. That's going to be something where even if you have a guy on that left side who's struggling, who who uh, uh, isn't fitting in as well at left guard, right, uh, maybe you have uh, Braxton help him a little bit more. You've got Mercedes helping Braxton, some kind mm-hmm. of scheme there, blocking scheme that yeah. – that helps the Bears kind of figure find their way to still being a competent blocking team, a better blocking team than they were last season. So I, I'm ex- I'm still excited. I'm not losing hope on where this season's gone. I don't think because we lost Tevin Jenkins, all is lost for the season. Is mm-hmm. it a goal? 100%. It's a gut punch. I think that he's, like I said, he's your best <sighs> offensive lineman on the team, but – you know, we'll see kind of, you know, where this team ends up. At the end of the day, it all goes down on the gridiron. And don't expect the Bears to be the only team that has injuries coming into the season. There you go. <laughs> there you hey. go.
0: Second quarter.
1: Let's jump into this second quarter, though. Second quarter brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino Nor- in northern Indiana. Uh, see Gypsy Kings featuring Nicole Reyes on September 29th at Hard Rock Live. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Lance, Very rarely are you going to see us get into backup quarterback talk, but we saw something on Saturday that kind of is a debate that that has been going around the Chicago media and and, in the Chicago circles a lot because we brought in P.J. Walker to be Justin Fields' backup just in case anything should go wrong, and he has looked horrible. On the flip side, the young man that the Bears brought in in Tyson Baygent has looked like an absolute stud. He went uh, 9 for 10 for 76 yards, 98 QB rating, and ran in a touchdown himself. When you see guys like this start to emerge in camp, Lance, does it, does it give you that, okay, yeah, it's the backup quarterback. It is what it is. We're going to get through this. Or is it, hey, man, y'all might have something. This is a gem. I don't care what position it's at.
0: I think it's always hopeful. You know, it's always hopeful. It's nice to see a kid that gets out there and and, and uh, makes his reads and, and, and fires that ball. He's not afraid to fire the ball and doesn't hold the ball or anything like that. Um, um, it's still, you know, you, you, you still realize that this isn't – he's not playing against ones. Yeah. You know, he's not playing against ones. However – know he's making a hell of a statement for himself you know he's putting a resume out there on that field that all 32 teams can see you know and whether it's 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 something that the bears say all right he look he's doing enough that we need to keep this kid you know even though you know history says we should you should keep a veteran this kid has made enough noise we believe in him or it's you know somebody else is like, listen, I don't know if you've seen this kid, but this kid, he, he looks like the real deal. Let's give him a shot. You know, we're in, we're, you know, we're hurting at quarterback and we need some. we need somebody to come in and compete. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, uh, you know, if your name is re- recirculating around the league, you know, in positive ways, because of the way you play, then it's a good thing no matter where you're playing or going to play in the future.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where for me, right, like I'm I'm not going to say like I'm overly excited, but it's cool to see a, a guy who's undrafted comes into the league. You know, he's making a name for himself in preseason and people are starting to get behind him. And at a minimum, right, worst case scenario, this young man becomes a backup quarterback in the NFL on another team. Right. Like he's he's getting the opportunity to make a statement for himself. I don't know if the Bears end up keeping him. I don't. Like, badging is the hot name of training camp, and we see this happen almost every season, right? There's that training camp guy that you get the most excited about, and you're like, oh, snap, we got this guy. He's going to be a stud, and realistically, right, when, when the players kind of look at it and when the coaches kind of look at it, they're like, we love this kid. We love his work ethic. We hope we never get to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's <laughs> I mean, that's
0: the truth. You know, you, because those same kids that you're so excited about, you know, when that number one goes down and you have to, you have to pick up the torch for the next two weeks, you yeah. know, you go into that first, that first game with everything open because you've looked so good before, you, you, everything open to you. And then in that playbook, and then, you know, it's a different show. Yeah. You know, it's a different show. You're getting sacked here, you're getting hit here, you're giving, thrown the ball a little early, you're getting picked and, and you're like, whoa, what is going on? This is a different game. This feels a little bit different than the twos that I played against in preseason. And now, you go, you know, we're like, dang, we're stuck with this quarterback another two weeks. We're going to reduce our playbook to something that we feel like you can handle. We're going to hand the ball off and run some play action. Yeah. and Hopefully our defense can get some big stops.
1: Well, at least you were part of a defense that got some big stops. Here's a question for you, Lance. Uh, one, we didn't talk about pre-show, so maybe you got to think about it a little bit. But uh, who was the backup quarterback? Because you you got to play with a lot of them. Who was the backup quarterback that when they came in, they impressed you the most? And you were like, oh, snap, okay, you got a little zip on that arm out here.
0: Uh, Pat, come on, man. Like, You know how many backup quarterbacks that I've played with. <laughs> how many quarterbacks with that they had to – they had to tap in, hey, give me Vaughn. Give me Vaughn. Um, it was a lot. There were, there were a lot, you know. And I, I, um, There was, there there was nobody,
1: nobody stood out to you. Nobody was like, like you were like, you're the best
0: of the bunch. <laughs> um. Well, I can tell you one of my favorites was Josh McCown. You know, Josh McCown was Joshy definitely football, one of, he came one on of my guys, man. You know, love him as a teammate, being around the guy, just uh, great energy. Uh, it's it so long, funny.
1: We were talking about Josh McCown. This is the craziest thing, right? This tells you Bears fans. We were talking about Josh McCown the other day, and I was just amazed at how much he came in and how much money he made from being – I think he was a high school coach when, when the Bears ended up calling him up. Uh, to bring them back out. And it was just yeah. like, it was like, hey, man, we, we got millions for you. you coming. Yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. That? Hey, mm-hmm. hey, y'all pack it out. Y'all doing a great job. Keep running. High knees. High knees. I see y'all in Chicago. But yeah. it's just, it was just so cool. He ended up making $48 million in his career. Uh, you going to put his, you're
0: going to put his numbers out there
1: like that. Google put his numbers out there, dog. Mm, 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 like, like, mm, listen, mm, look, what you mm, thought, I wasn't going to Google it. Google put his numbers out there. Like, mm, mm, mm. like, like, like listen, <coughs> listen, he's doing
0: good. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's coaching in Carolina. He's coaching quarterbacks in Carolina right now. So, you know, he's continuing on his uh, his legacy. So it's great to see.
1: It's really cool to see stuff like that when you see a guy be able to make a name for himself. Uh, another thing that you did mention, though, right, he's going up against the twos, Tyson Badgin is. A lot of teams are treating preseason now as just we're not risking nothing. We'll we'll take our chances in these first two weeks of the season. We're going to sit, guys. Um, yeah. Are you a fan of basically going through and not playing, guys? I mean, the the list of Bears that didn't play this week Was hilarious because it basically was just the entire starting offense and defense. And a lot of guys write different soft tissue things that have been talked about and stuff like that. And they're just not taking a chance. They're not risking it, which a little bit different from your day. Well, at, at this point in your evaluation of your
0: team, you know, it's which players are competing for jobs or competing for those starting jobs. Yeah, if they're not competing for the starting jobs, and you have solidified who your starters are, then the players that are fighting for for roster spots for the twos, who's going to be the twos, who's going to be the threes? Because if you're on that, if you're a three, you're going to be cut. You know, so really, it's that it's the fight for the twos right now. And and yeah. and it, what it sounds to me is coaches have evaluated, done their evaluations in training camp. We know who our ones are. We don't need to have them. You know, there's nothing you need to go out and prove. All right. There's nothing we need to go out and prove what's good to guys out there that are fighting for the, the their positions
1: and see what so they're going to do. This, you see this almost as a positive thing because a lot of people see this as a you're not getting guys work. Guys aren't out there, you know, being able to get, get hit and get those reps and different things like that, right? But you're seeing this more so as a positive of, hey, the coaching staff knows who the starting unit is. They've already got that <clears> line. <light throat> they're just trying to pick up backups.
0: When I was playing um, that first game, it's like you're gonna play the first series and then you're done for the day, right? You know, in my opinion, it's like, what's the point of playing this first series? You know, like you, I know you guys, you got on the phone with the other head coach, and you're like, <laughs> how long are you gonna play your guys? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play my guys for, I'm gonna play my guys for about a series, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna play my guys for a series too. So then you come back, you get in front of your team, you tell them, hey, you guys, we're gonna, you're gonna play a series. However long it is, it, you know, that's how long it is. You know, it's crazy. If we played Cleveland, and and uh, the uh, lovey told us, he said, hey, you can either play one play or it can be 18 plays. It depends yeah. on you decide how long you're going to play. Okay? <laughs> we get a pick on the very first play. We're doing cartwheels on the field because we're done for the day. <laughs> you know, like I, I – personally didn't understand like why do why do we why do you want us to play the first series yes you know what i mean i in my opinion that's it's more detrimental to us than than, than anything else you know we're going head to head ones on ones during uh training camp every day we're getting it in so we're coming out to this field if you're going to play let us play the first quarter
1: yeah, and you talked about it, right? You said you guys ended up getting more, and, and I think Matt Eberflus even feels that way, right? You guys end up getting more out of the joint practice than you end up getting out of the preseason game because – no one ends up playing in those preseason games. You play a series or two, <coughs> but in the joint practice, you're going at those guys every day. right? I personally believe that's why we didn't see Justin play. That's why we didn't see most of the starters play, because yeah. you, you're in a situation now where I saw him go out and dominate in joint practice. What is he going to do in the game that's going to show me differently versus twos and threes? Yeah,
0: I I, 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 I like that, that move too. I would do more joint practices and, and start less of my starters, who those are who proven themselves, we've got our we got the work that we needed. We got the work that we needed. We worked our depth chart during during practices, and yeah. we repped out without having without being under the, 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 the lights, you know, and being critiqued by the uh, the uh, broadcasters.
1: I'm, I'm satisfied. You know what? We're going to make a third quarter pivot here. We had a different topic up, but I got a better question for you now, Lance, as we head into the third quarter. But before we do that, it's halftime. This is the time we get to talk about anything. My favorite time in every show with Lance Briggs because Lance Briggs always is fun in the halftime segment. Lance, what's going on with you, man? What's, What's happening out in Arizona right now that has your attention?
0: It's football season, you know, it's football season and football has my attention. So, you know, I got my, I have my, my littles. We went up to Flagstaff, had a big jamboree out there. I'm like 60, 60 youth football teams out there. And uh, let me tell you, we, we learned a lot about ourselves. You know, we, Pat, we did some good things. I'll tell you that We we have to correct. But at the end of the day, I'll tell you, just like I told all of my eight year olds, Hey, we have a good football team. All right, we have a good football team, and we're going to continue to get better. We're going to get better every day, and uh, and and that's the thing, man. You know, I, I was really happy with defensively. We were flying around to the ball. We were flying around. Okay, I was really proud. Now we have to do a better job of taking the ball away. Okay, we got to yeah. do a better job of taking the ball away. We got to score. That's that was my only thing. We got to do a better job of taking the ball away. But I was happy with our effort.
1: Are you are you uh are you doing them like uh like Lovey did y'all? You know the, the defense is the leaders right now. Hey, listen, y'all got to go. Y'all got to make these plays. We need touchdowns. We don't need Here just is. interceptions. We need touchdowns.
0: We scoop. Hey, I don't want to see anybody diving on the football. We scoop and we score. Absolutely. Uh, they talk about oh kid, yo, he dropped the ball. That's why he's playing corner. No, no, our corners have the best hands. <laughs> our corners, our safeties have the best hands. All right, we put our best players out there.
1: <laughs> you, you're not a fan of you're not a fan of he dropped the ball, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that old statement. You know, what I
0: mean, that doesn't hold true. That doesn't hold true. <laughs> that's why he's
1: not a receiver. Hmm. Yep. Let me let me ask you this, Lance, because this is this was something that caught my eye this weekend. I, I was sitting out at a, at a, a Twin Peaks, enjoying a few drinks with one of my one of my guys, watching the uh, the 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 TVs they got up there. Great place to enjoy a couple of drinks and uh, I saw Lionel Messi on the TV okay playing playing for Miami right now enter dominating yeah every step of the way yeah at 36 years old of course my question to you is right because realistically where he came from in in EPL I believe he played in overseas all I'm not gonna lie I don't know soccer but I know this (coughs) man right? right to the MLS is a big drop, and you can tell because of how he's dominating here. If there was a football league that was a much lower league <laughs> that you could have gone to at 36 and just gone and been the man, would you have made that move? The pay's got to be good, right?
0: But, I mean, gotta, Messi's, you, let, you left Messi's, that Messi's making left some that nice out. money out here. That's what I'm saying. But, you, you know, you just said, hey, would you go to a lower league and play football? No. <laughs> you know, you're leaving out some very very important details.
1: Fifty four million for Lionel Messi.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm, you know I'm a place in football. <laughs> you know I'm <laughs> playing some football for that amount. Well, but you know for 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 a good amount, yeah, I would have played played a few more years. You know, for yeah. whatever. You know, I, I, I it could seems, have seen it.
1: it. It seems like everywhere we look, somebody's trying to start a new league, right? So let's say the XFL goes all in for you. They got. They got, they ain't got 54 mil. That's a little unrealistic, but let's let's say they got got 25 mil. 25 mil for you right now, 40, 42 year old old Lance Bridge. Right now, you can get your body together. Go play with them boys in the XFL. You know, you're probably still a little bit above them, but you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) I just don't think I can. (laughs) I don't think I can get myself mentally, physically. (laughs)
1: <laughs> when's, when's the last time you took a real hit when's the last time you took a real football <clears throat> hit?
0: a real hit a real
1: yeah. football type of hit yeah, i take yeah.
0: football hits all the time my my boys always wanted they're always trying to run me over or tackle me you know
1: have, the, so, have they got you somebody somebody not put a boom on you
0: <laughs> my nephew my nephew my son you know they they they, they, they they, they, they double team me. They tag team me a lot. So, you know, while I'm handling, no, let me know, let me tell you, I'm while I'm handling one, the other attacks me from behind all the time. It's never, it's never both from the front. It's yeah, always while I'm handling one, all right, like handling one, one against the wall, the other comes from behind, you know, and you know, it's a leverage. It's a game of, it's a game of, of, of leverage and angles and you know. eventually, I'll, I will overpower both of them. But that is uh, what I'm dealing with. Yes, but
1: they are getting a shot in is what you're saying.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I, love Absolutely. It, I, lo- I love it, man. I love I love it that, that Coach Lance is still out here, Uncle Lance, and and and, mm-hmm. and Pop's Lance. Out here, you know what I mean, he's still out here laying the boom out here. You're not. They they ain't got you yet, man. They don't have you yet. It's a different kind of boom because now you see, I carry a a, a whistle. So,
0: so when you get out of line with me, I'm gonna tell you get on the line. Get on the line.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, you gotta you have. Oh, oh, that was good. That was a good oh, shot. Man, yeah, good shot. I need thirty mm-hmm. push ups right oh, now. Yeah. Get on the line, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> hey, let's head into the third quarter, land. Third quarter. Because. You brought up something that I think is a very, very interesting question. You talked about the Bears. If you were were right, the coach or whatever, you try to do more joint practices. And this has been a notion that has come up around the NFL as a whole. Should the NFL look to abolish preseason games and go just into the joint practices for the entire preseason where you're getting – that work against each other, or should there be some kind of hybrid where you still do something for the twos and the threes, but you realistically are getting all your looks as your ones in a joint practice? Um, I'm
0: not a big fan of abolishment well i'm a great big fan of abolishment i just it's, it's a word i've been heard you know you don't hear that word too often you know? my bad did i thought did i throw you off with abolish you threw, or me, you threw me off a little bit you know what i mean you said abolishment i thought i've just started thinking 1865 i don't know what it is you know and then I'm like oh we're talking about football okay football <laughs> uh will you tell Can you can you repeat the abolishment
1: right, let, me, of- let me let me throw it to you this way right <laughs> would you be in favor of because it seems like the NFL is heading towards an 18 game season with a schedule which i right player safety but then hey you all want to play another game that's going you're going to take shots in right but realistically to me now you're just going to have 18 games with three preseason games you're playing 21 games a year that's a lot of football on the body would you rather see NFL teams go to removing the preseason games going with more joint practices because you're getting that work versus the number ones or are you in favor of keeping things kind of as they are with preseason still being there
0: i don't want to see 18 games i, you know, I, you I don't want to see 18 games i uh, you know 17 is a lot and uh, but but yeah i i do think that a joint practice schedule and you know you can get plenty of scrimmages in you can get your scrimmage in there it, it creates a different type of atmosphere, you know, you can, I, and, and for, for the owners and all that stuff, what about the amount of money that you pay the players anyway, during, during preseason. Um, I just think that format bodes uh, uh better for the players and the fans. You know, you, yeah. now you start getting fans around there, you, you sell whatever you got to do there and, 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 and fans will, will come into town to see these, these competitions, you know, and it's, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a, week, you know, you can plan your week around it. Okay. I can catch this day and this day, or I can catch this day and this day. Here's the schedule of events. These are when we're going to be, These are going to be scrimmaging. We're going to have short yardage today. We're going to have these different things. There's a lot you can do with joint practices and fandom.
1: I didn't even think about it from that aspect. Right. Even, I mean, I guess I was going to say running a joint practice in the stadium, but then it's just a preseason game pretty much. ain't it? Like then, you, then you're just doing a preseason game, but like, I, I like that aspect of it, right? Where you can still sell tickets. Yes, it's not going to be as much as a preseason game, probably, but you're still getting the fan aspect of it, where fans are able to get eyes on it. And like you said, you're getting more out of the joint practice than you are the preseason game because the pre. Are we to the point now where a preseason game is literally just to get players in a routine of like put your pads on, put like like basically like just game like situation. How life is. A game-like situation, but you know, the yeah.
0: other thing too, you can also, you can, you can do it joint practices. You can have uh you can do family day. You can do joint practice at the stadium. Bears always have a, a, a practice at the stadium. A family day. Yeah. A family day. You can have the family day. So you get, you get fans coming in and, and, and uh, fans, not only from the, the, let's say we're talking to bears from the bears, but from whoever they're in the joint practice with, you know, and the other team can go back. They can have a family day. They can do joint practice. You can do Joint practices this week with this team. Joint practices this week with this team. Yeah, yeah it's there's a lot you can do if they if they're willing to explore. It.
1: And I would I, I, I'll be honest with you, right? I would almost rather see that because from the aspect of caring about the game, clearly all of the coaches outside of Sean Payton, who's letting Russell Wilson run into the second quarter, uh, pretty much are approaching this now in the NFL as I'm not going to risk my guys getting hurt to see them play. A a, a a drive. I'm not gonna risk my guys getting hurt to see them play a quarter. So. It just basically turns the beginning of the NFL football season into how we view every other sport, where all uh, the season's just starting. You know, it's not as important. These these first couple of games are kind of just them figuring out where they're going. Versus, <laughs> you're going through these three preseason games. They're still doing that anyway, right? Mm-hmm. The first two weeks, we always look at the teams, and we'd be like, "It's early in the year. They won't look like that by the end of the season." So you're still getting that same thing and as as much as you're against it I am against it as well. I was against 17. The NFL is probably going to add that 18th game. I think you see teams take things a little bit slower in those first couple of games in that aspect.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see, you know, I'm I think the 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 players um at some point need to realize how unified they can be. And how powerful they are when they you know it's it didn't happen before what well, you know it happened in a sense before me but didn't happen the way that it could have um yeah. it didn't happen that the way it could have during when i was playing and it hasn't happened since i left the way that it can you know there's yeah. there's strength in the product you cannot play this game without the product it's the most important yeah. thing and when all the players know that we are the product and you cannot play this game without us, then, you know, you can become more of a united front and it's not uh, one player that's representing a team. You should have team representing a team and the players have their own uh, players meeting, just like the owners have the owners meeting. You know, the the players need to have their own meeting not have one player or two players go and represent each team. That does not get it done. You need to get together as a group, you know, if, if, if people decide they don't want to show up, that's fine. But on a yearly basis, players need to set, need to, to, to show up for each other to talk about what their biggest issues, biggest concerns and what they want moving forward.
1: Is, <clears throat> is the NFL. Like the from the player aspect, do you think that it's too well, Of course, there's a brotherhood of being there and playing together the camaraderie, but still, we see a lot of individualistic approaches when it comes to right trying to get yeah. things done versus the owners. You think it's still too individualistic?
0: Look, look, you have you have um, you have these bonuses, all right? Mm-hmm. You have bonuses that kick in in the spring that kick in when you make the roster you know, you have, um, these incentives, you have players that are at different parts of their career. You know, you have young players that are, some are just fighting for a, a league minimum, you know, some that are, are first rounders or first day guys, first, second day guys. Um, you have guys that have played for a long time and they're waiting for that last little bonus. I remember making it to March. Yeah. So by having, one or two players represent the, the team, you're getting a biased opinion depending on who that player is and that player where all the whole team, like, Oh, I trust this guy. You know what I mean? I know he's a team guy, he's a team guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems like a team guy, but he may be a guy that goes in. I'm going to fight for this last bonus that I have, you know, and if we have to, uh, to cross the lines a little bit early, you know, and, and, and give in to what they want, I'm going to give into what they want so I can get that, get my bonus. Okay, rather than fight for what is right, yeah, you know, so what I'm what I'm saying is is there need the players need they don't need a team representation rep, uh, anybody representing the team. The team should represent each team. Each player should have an opportunity to meet somewhere centralized. You know, this is where we're meeting this year, players, yeah. and all the players, if all the players come, great, if some players don't come, that's your choice, that's your decision. But you'll never be unified until everybody, everybody joins in and we fight together.
1: Man, that's it. it it's crazy because <clears> there's so <throat> many accomplishments that have happened towards the players and towards player safety. But then there's those there's still always those things that make us scratch our head, right? Yeah. There's still always those things where it's like you you care about player safety, but you want them to hit more. You want them to play more games. You want them and you want them to play at an
0: outdoor stadium in January in Minnesota.
1: Turk. You know, you know what I mean? And, and I, that's, that's a big one. That's crazy. It, it's it, it is crazy when you think about it that way. Um let's let's keep this thing moving along, man. That was that was a great conversation right there, Lance. I love that. I love that.
0: Fourth quarter.
1: Let's keep this thing going into the fourth quarter, though, because there's something that we gotta be excited about here, Lance. Not preseason football. Everybody calm down. We're not gonna okay. see more Tyson Bajet and Nathan Peterman. We got college football starting Saturday, Lance. Are you ready oh. for some real football, some real hitting? Some re- well, that's still a little it's a little up in the air with some of these teams. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when, with some of these teams, they be like, oh. Who you mm. you playing the first week? Oh, we got uh we got Iowa Nowheresville State. Uh they have <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, they I, have a cow as their mascot. Yeah, wait a minute, bro. Hold on.
0: <laughs> college football. Hey, I, I do get excited for college football. I love the spirit of college football. However, there's a lot of undisciplined play in college football. All right, <laughs> that is the biggest difference. One of the things that I dislike about college football is how undisciplined they play
1: defensively.
0: Yeah. You know, there's too many holes. There's too many holes. However, the spirit, the amount of energy that 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 that's emitted from college football, love that. Love that atmosphere.
1: What is your thoughts on, uh, the conference realignments that have gone down? We've seen a lot of major changes to how go. a lot of these conferences in, have gone. In moments like these, especially because you know, I'm a,
0: i am went to the Pac-10, Pac-12. Right. In moments like these, you have to fall back on, did you make the right decision? Did I make the right decision going to U- university of Arizona? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, because we were one of the we were one of the teams that were wanted. You know, Big Twelve said, We really want you to come over here. You're really our first choice. Please come over and help us become the the strongest basketball conference in the country.
1: It's it's uh-huh. so interesting, right? Because I always think of it in the aspect of right, like Deion Sanders said, you know, we could have moved to uh, uh B D two or D one, but couldn't the baseball team do it? Can the basketball team do it? Because it's, it's not just the football team moving. So you, you think that this is going to be good for a lot of these conferences, having everybody going over, having everybody go play in these different conferences? So great question. It's a great question.
0: I think when you think about uh, what at the end of the day, what matters most is what where football goes. Is, <laughs> where does football go? Listen, yeah. hey, where's the get, money? I, come on, I mean, this is the truth. is the truth, yeah. you know. Um, uh, I saw some comments about, oh man, well, how's the softball team gonna and the baseball team and the, you know, and and the golf team? How are they gonna feel because they gotta travel here and there? They don't pay the bills. They don't pay the bills. All right, yeah. football in this country pays the bills, and that's yeah. why where football goes, everybody else has to go with them. You know, and for the longest time, you know, it, you know, it's it was one of those deals where football pays for everything. Football pays yeah. for all the sports and all the stuff that we're doing. But the you don't the the players that are put on there, the product of players that are put out there, um, they don't see any of the the uh, the the rewards of what they're of what they're providing for the school. You know, and so we we're, we're, we're we were struggling with housing. You know, we were struggling with housing. We have our our posters were up on the billboards. We yeah. don't get paid for that. They're selling our jerseys in the, in the in the in the in the student stores around the cities. We don't get paid for that, you know. And it just there's a lot that goes into it, and which is why now we're in the state that we're in now, where the players can make money now, you know. Mm. You got the and then you got your college coaches that are making ten million dollars for ten years and stuff like that, and the, you know the, the the universities are getting paid. The ones that weren't getting paid. For the product, the people, the the boys, the the young men that were going out there and and producing those dollars.
1: How do you feel? NIL is affecting college football. Do you feel like it's affecting it in the positive? Do you feel like it's affecting it in the negative? Because we've heard, right, a lot of coaches are basically saying it's it's now harder <laughs> than ever to try and get players because you know I can come in with the best intentions of trying <clears throat> to get the best man, but they're gonna give them ten million dollars, which. Nice. Which listen, realistically, they just made it legal to give this guy ten million dollars. Like we're not gonna act like they wasn't throwing money out here back in the day, <laughs> right? It,
0: it, you know what? You know what? It should be hard for the coaches, mm. you know, and and for the for the players. Yeah, there's 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 gonna be there's gonna be bad that comes along with the good, and we're and they're gonna and it's all gonna get sorted out. A lot of it's gonna get sorted out. You know what I mean? But you you have to run studies. You have to figure out how the the game is changing and you can't do that overnight but if you're a college coach and you're making you know uh, 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 uh seven eight figures you should be applauding your players you know you're, you should be applauding your players to make money and to have a lifestyle because uh, uh have a lifestyle that's fitting of the product that you're that that's helping put money on not only in your pocket as a coach but in a university's pocket. Uh, you know, and, and so that I I just, I, it, it, it's one of those deals that it's, I I remember myself, I remember the guys that were around me that struggled. And I know those that were, that were, uh, that played before me that all struggled in college, you know? And and so, um, um, times have changed and they're not going to go back. It's not going to go back. So for any of the coaches that, that complain about this, complain about that, I hope you're not complaining when that check comes in and you're, and and those, that smile, you get to take care of everything that you wanted to.
1: And that's, that's what I, I'm not going to lie. I love this because the dumbest thing in the world that I've heard, the dumbest argument that I've heard from listen I'm, I'm sorry if you feel this way, morons, mm-hmm. is that they're playing for the love of the game and, and now they have the money and it's thrown off the love <coughs> of the game. I'm going to tell you this right now. The love of the game mean that this man is, is struggling to uh, have a meal outside of the time that the dining hall is open the love of the game mean that, that, that he's got to figure out, okay, how do I schedule this out so that I got food in my dorm room if you're not at one of the best schools in the country and different things like that where they provide those things for you. Like, the love of the game argument is that if you love the game, you love the game. Lance Briggs is a perfect example of it. He's told y'all, like, he just loved playing football.
0: <clears throat> I love playing football. Got- but, you know, but the other thing, too, is this right here is for those, for, for anybody that asked that question, ask that question to the players that don't get drafted that in college and they walk away and, 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 uh, and the colleges say, all right, thank you for being a part of our organization, our uh, university. We'll see you good luck in life. Yeah. All right. Ask those players. All right. Uh, how, how did loving the game do for you? Yeah. You know, how did loving the game do for you? You know what I mean? So, and for a lot of those, those, those players, you know, they're, they're the, the guidance, wasn't they from a trusted source that can help guide you and say, "Hey, listen, you know," uh, and and they're, they're doing a better job of it now, <clears throat> and it, and it's really starting at the high school level. It, you yeah. know, I think they're removing the dumb jock out of it. You know, my my era, <laughs> and, yeah. but yeah. you know, and, and, and players are smarter and they're understanding there are more resources in that that football is a, is it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a gateway to so many different things. Yeah, you know, uh, but it wasn't always like that. And when the players were done playing football that didn't get drafted, didn't get signed at free agency, it was, all right, thank you, vibe be on your way. You know, and and, and uh, hey, man, I really love football, but now I'm in the real world and I don't have anything to show for it. And, but, and debt, the, but debt, college debt, be honest.
1: And the part with that, right, like the, everyone's argument was, well, he, he got a college degree out of it. He was able to go to class. He was able, But, like, we live in a world now where, like, a college degree – a lot of jobs are looking at that, and they're like, "We don't care that you got a college degree. You don't have any we work got,
0: experience, right? We got to train. We got to train you. We have to train you for this." <laughs> <clears throat> and the ones that and the ones that that use that degree, you're you, you're in debt. All of them. All of them are in debt. 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 Debt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a. It, it's a it's a completely different world now. And to me, I applaud college. I, I applaud high school and college. Well, high school is a little iffy for me. I ain't going to lie to you. Some of these months of high school getting the millions, it's like, all right, bro. Like, he should be able to make money off his name. But like, this right. man I got a Papa John's deal and he ain't did nothing yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Like, you got a Papa John's contract and all you did was play high school basketball really well. Hey, shout out to you for working it out. But that's absolutely. If you can get but, that worked out, Great for you. Great for you, you know, but I just I, I I think that we're to a point now where the real world has caught or, or college football has caught up to the real world. And I love to see that. Uh, yeah one other thing before we get up out of here, uh, because this is the thing that I'm excited about now, me personally, I didn't go to college. I didn't have I didn't have a team that I was attached to. I had mm-hmm. you know the state schools and realistically in football. They wasn't good. I rooted for the for the Illini when we had Lovey. We ain't win a lot, though. Uh, <laughs> so I attach myself, very much like LeBron fans, to players wherever they go. My player has always been Deion Sanders. I think, personally, okay. you no know, disrespect, Lance, Deion Sanders, pound for pound, is the greatest defensive player we've ever seen because of how many things he could do on the field. Okay. That's just me. Fair enough. I'm following Deion Sanders to Colorado. Are you going to be watching any Colorado football this year? Because I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to be able to do. Taking that philosophy he had at Jackson state now to Colorado.
0: Oh, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. I'm going to see. They play Arizona this year. They play Arizona. Yeah. It's a guarantee. I'm going to watch at least one game this year of, of Colorado. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I'm a fan. Listen, I'm a fan of Dion and what he's doing, you know, uh, um, but I'm a I'm a U of A fan. You know, I mean, I'm a college football fan. If it's on, if it's on and I'm around and, and the TV's on, I'm watching, you know, um, the, the state of football and, and honestly, the state of uh, really the state of the Pac-12 Pac and, and, and where they're moving forward. So all of its members and all the members and because we'll be in the Big 12 with them next year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm certainly following them, following the Big Ten schools, I'm following SEC, ACC, all of that stuff, man. You know, it's football is uh it's it's uh it's like a have being a kid in a candy store, man, whether whatever level. You know, I'm watching I'm watching high school here, I'm watching youth football, and then I'm getting my college and my pros and yeah and my 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 Canadian football in. I'm getting out all of it.
1: This is the best time of year. My bad. Uh, uh, they play Arizona November 11th. My bad. I, me- I messed that one up. Uh, th- this is the best time of year to just have a TV running. Right, like there's two times a year. Early in baseball season for me is a great time to just have a TV running because early in baseball season at like 2 o'clock is just the game on. And then college football season and NFL season. Because you'll just be doing something, walk in, and just be like, oh, man, it's, it's 15 to – yeah, yeah. I gotta sit down and watch this now guy. I gotta do sit down out, and watch. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited about it, ladies and gentlemen. Football is back. We do have one more preseason game to get to before we get to Bears Week One. Bears versus Packers. Last thing, Lance. Arizona versus uh, Arizona football this season. What do you got as the finish final record? Uh,
0: better than 600, I'd say. Ooh. I'm gonna go with seven. Seven eight wins, seven
1: eight wins, Ooh, okay. Anna, and a bowl berth and a bowl berth. Yes. Okay, okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. Hey, I will tell you this. They definitely, uh, they definitely came out confident because they canceled them last two games. So yeah. you know what I <laughs> mean. Mm-hmm. But. Hey, we'll see what that all turns into. Make sure you guys stay tuned in us here for more Bears Talk. We'll be back tomorrow, breaking things down, as always, with Courtney Cronin. So stay tuned in us with that. We'll get the latest on the injury update around the Chicago Bears. For Lance Briggs, I am Pat the designer back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Drop a bird down in the comments below. Chicago Bears podcast. Peace.
0: Peace.